you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. All right, you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks. And Zach Bechtold. So this week on the Beardcast, we're going to um, dive in back into the lectionary again, and we're going to look at 1 Corinthians 1, 10 through 18. And so, Zach, as you were uh, reading over that, uh, what are some things that pop up to you? Sure. Uh, just to give our, our listeners a little bit of context, um, read a skosh of it to you. Maybe not all of it. We'll see how far I go. First uh, Corinthians uh, 1, 10 through wherever I stop. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement and that there are no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same purpose. For it has been reported to me uh, by Chloe's people that there are quarrels among you, my brothers and sisters. What I mean is that each of you says, I belong to Paul, I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, uh, or I belong to Christ. Has Christ been divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except uh, Crispus and Gaius, uh, so that no one can <clears throat> no one can say that you were baptized in my name. And then he continues on with that uh, thing, uh, that thought, I guess. Uh, I mean, you know, Paul's dealing with uh, questions about what do we what do we do here with you know differences with um, uh, different groups and different things, you know, uh, he, he's, he's going along here and these folks have said, Hey, uh, we're, we're, we're this church, but then, then other ideas and, and, uh, groups begin to form, uh, and then they, they begin to say, well, we're doing this and, and we're doing this over here. Uh, we're, um, I guess I, I see that a lot as uh, our local communities and our different churches and different denominations um, and the things that we have, the divisions that we have created over time um, in, in much of the same way. And I think what Paul is getting at here is, uh, hey, brothers and sisters, hey, siblings, um, here's who we are. Um, Christ is who brings us together. And let us let us quit letting these other things divide us. Um, sure, have have differences, have these things, but how are we connected in these moments? And I think now more than ever, um, just in our culture and society, regardless of what our church is doing, uh, we seem to be to be more divided than ever. That party line, company line, denominational line is the line that we live and die on rather than looking as a culture and a society and saying, what, what is it that we do agree on? What is it that we, that does bring us together? Uh, instead, we just hold our platforms. We build walls and uh, keep division among households and communities and churches and peoples. And uh, I think what Paul's getting at here very quickly is, trying to take those bricks out of the wall, trying to break those barriers and say, no, 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 here's how we're together. Here's how we play, uh, play the same game. Here's how we work together in these moments of difference. So just looking at this, um, the idea of um, being connected 
it mm-hmm. is important. Um, it, it is important to Paul. He wants to keep everybody together. I mean, he wants to mm-hmm. keep peace. Um, I mean, we, we see that later on. I mean, first Corinthians, you know, 12 is one of my favorite um, parts, you know, where he talks about parts of the body and parts of each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when one part suffers, we also, you know, and, like he wants everybody to stay together because he's recognizing that these divisions are popping up within the, the church at Corinth. Um, similar to some of the things that are going on today. I mean, our, our churches are divided, whether, I mean, even if you say your church isn't divided, it, in some ways it has divisions. Um, some are healthier divisions. Sometimes there, there are a sense of having healthy divisions within the church. Um, and But if you come together, the idea is to come together for Christ and come together because of Christ and come together being together in Christ as part of the body of Christ then you become this unstoppable force. But what's happened is, is that we've allowed those divisions to separate us to say, well, you know, these are XYZ Christians. These are ZWX Christians. These are, you know, whatever. And, and, and while there are times where we can agree to disagree and we go off in our little corners, we're going to do our little thing. Paul's trying to say, okay, but I really want you to be together. And like, even though you may be apart, I really, really would love for you to be connected and realize that it's Christ that connects us and that Christ, you know, is here for us and connected us together, despite our differences, despite our divisions and, and to come together, um, to work together for Christ and not just be separated because you are whatever. I mean, I mean, we could definitely like this, this text can definitely preach for today and the divisions that we have, um, in our churches today. Well, and, and, and again, not only our churches, but our, our communities. I mean, how, how divided are we when we drive down the street during election season and we pay attention to the signs who are in people's yards and that begins to change the relationship we have with people, right? Uh, because purely based on what we think that sign means in their yard, you know, and, and the church is no different. We, we begin to create those divisions on what people think and do uh, about certain theological issues or, or whatever. And rather than saying, rather than saying, hey, you've got your opinion on this, but here's where we agree, we begin to separate ourselves and only surround ourselves by like-minded people, um, whether it's our political party or our, our denomination or our, our theological uh, agreeances. Um, we're bad about, well, you don't believe exactly the way that I do or think exactly the way that I do. And so I'm going to stand over here and I'm not going to listen and I'm not going to change where I think Paul is, Paul is getting at here is no, 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 we got to listen. We have to listen to each other. We have to find the, find our, our, our places where we do come together um, because that's the important work that we have. Um, But this idea that, this idea that we we have to stand on <laughs> on this side or that side of the line and we can't waver we can't erase the line a little bit and stand in the middle or begin to learn and grow and change uh because we have listened to uh the people around us on on it, every side is ridiculous um it's why we have so much conflict in this world and in our churches and in our communities because we're unwilling to listen to whom whomever's on the other side of the line. Um, and it's, it's killing us. Well, and I think, you know, um, we we're in this midst of a struggle, like not only just in our churches, but in our communities. And, and, 
And I think the question you could wrestle with is how does Christ bring us all together in this? Mm-hmm. And how does that look like, you know, and, and, you know, you can point to things in worship and how, like, when we come together, you know, we're not all of one mind, but yet we come together to praise God, to sing God's praises and, and to have, you know, a great experience. And, and then you talk about maybe, you know, you then move that into your small groups that maybe, Hey, if you have a small group, you know, Sunday school ministry, whatever you all, you know, whatever you call yours, you know, I would almost suspect that and even in those places you are not all of one mind, but yet you're coming together and learning to grow together and, and to, um, and to be like Christ. And, and that stretches us. The more we're willing to um, come to the table and have those conversations um, and, and be willing to look at the things and, and put it up, you know, to, I always call it like the Jesus test and how, how is what we're doing and saying, living up to what Jesus taught, how Jesus taught us to live. And if it's not, then what can we do mm-hmm. to get to that point? Or if it's not, then maybe I shouldn't be doing it. Or maybe mm-hmm. it's not something that is really something that should really be a part of my life. And I, I mean, but that's where you need the community to hold you together. And if you like, aren't liking divisions and you run away from it and you run away from your community and you isolate yourself, then there's no, you can't, it's hard to grow in isolation. Right. And that, you know, really, you know, when we come down to it, it really is, a, I mean, it really is about how, you know, are we really following Jesus? And I mean, I know we can spend hours upon right. checking that. My, uh, I've got a, I've got a retired pastor in my church and his favorite question to ask people, uh, is, is, is this Christ-like? Is what you're doing Christ-like? And if it's not, stop doing it. You know, that's, that's his encouragement to folks in, and especially when he, when he gets to talking about hot button issues or, you know, is what we're doing Christ-like? And if it's not, we have to stop. And uh, I think, you know, like, as I read this, the more I, that's exactly what Paul's saying now, like, right. mm-hmm. like Paul has some ego issues. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, <laughs> Hundred percent, and and so he's learning in the process of maybe not being so Paul. I mean, I'm hoping that you know, well, he's moving towards perfection, <laughs> and maybe in his life he got it. I don't know. I mean, you know, um, he obviously made an impact because I mean, here we are today. I mean, almost you know, many many years afterwards, we're still reading the stuff that he encouraged churches to think about and to wrestle with, and and he's asking this church to think about your divisions and thinking about how. I mean, really, you know, verse 17, man, Christ didn't send me to baptize, but to preach the good news. And Christ didn't send me to preach the good news with clever words so that Christ's cross won't be emptied for its meaning, empty of its meaning. Right. And he's pointing him to, I mean, he's really saying, you know, hey, like this is, I mean, to me, this is really like he's pointing it towards Jesus and, and mm-hmm. showing the power of Christ. Right. Um. I always have a hard time when I say power of Christ to not say it compels you to compel you. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why, but it's just the common nature. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and, then, so, and he continues on with 18. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are being destroyed, but it is the power of God for those who are being saved. So he's removing the cross from Rome, you know, something that was used. I mean, this was right. I mean, I mean, you know, we can, point to uh, Mark Lewis Taylor's work of saying that the cross is really, you know, injection needles. And so this would be removing that image from the state and moving right. it, you know, giving it to the power of God. Right. Um, and, and that's what Paul's doing. He's saying that this power, you know, would be of nothing if it wasn't for, you know, what we're doing here wouldn't be of nothing if it wasn't for Christ. Right. God. Right. 
Well, and, and that's the thing is it all points back to how are we connected? And at the very uh, basic core of how we're connected as people and as the church is Christ, right? Um, regardless of what disconnects us and divides us, it's Christ that pulls us back together. And we have to keep that at the forefront rather than everything else we want to nitpick at, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And so I think the question for this week becomes, how do we, how are we connected? How do we begin to intentionally look around us? Uh, and rather than looking for what divides us, looking for what connects us. And, you know, that's, that's, that's good work. Um, I think that's how you grow. I think um, it is. Because but, it's easier to say, you know, like you're a Rockies fan, man. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I just, you know, I know. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and, but yet like, you know, what unites us isn't that, I mean, isn't our division. What unites us is our, our love of Christ. And, mm -hmm. you know, like I'd, I'd much rather our relationship be centered in that than be centered in our division of um, baseball teams. Well, in, if you want to keep that analogy is, well, if I'm a Rockies fan and you're a Cardinals fan, at the core of it, we love baseball, right? right. Um, you, it, it, you look at it at the church of, you know, I, I, I believe this, you believe that, but at the core of it, Christ is what connects us. And that's the important connection. And we can begin to talk and have conversation and grow into the other things that we believe and care about and advocate for uh, in healthy ways, rather than just saying, my team's over here, your team's over here. We're not playing the same game, but we, right. but we are. It's all baseball. It's all Christ. It's all God. Um, how is it that we come together and have these healthy conversations, not to simply agree with one another, but to learn and to grow and to hear um, where people are coming from. Um, not to, not to respond, not to change their mind, but to grow ourselves and understand the people that are around us. That's what Jesus did. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I think that's a good thing to think about. And so, you know, um, ponder that, um, and as you're pondering that, and if you want to share with us, um, please feel free to go um, on our social medias and, and share with us um, at the Bearded Theologians. And you can find um, our past um, blog post and uh, great website, uh, Beardcast, uh, things that have gone up over the years. Um, you can find all of that at beardedtheologians.com. And also don't be afraid to pick up a really sweet coffee mug or some other cool thing that you can put um, our logo on at Zazzle. Um, and you can find that all directly linked at our website at beardedtheologians.com. And so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians Beardcast. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians or look at our other content, go online at beardedtheologians.com. And also don't forget to pick up one of those beautiful coffee mugs or t-shirts that we have on our website as well.